0: welcome to Learning to Live, where I talk about what I'm currently learning. Come join me in learning how to live a quality life. Just a quick disclaimer before we get started. I'm not a medical doctor, and this information is not intended to be taken as medical advice. And in this episode, I may talk about mature topics. Keep that in mind if you have little ears around. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Learning to Live. Today I want to talk about probiotics and gut health. I will be sharing a lot about how it benefits women's health, reproductive health, and also just generally everyone's health. So these are all my interpretations of the things I have learned and researched, and I may do another podcast of probiotics and gut health in the future as there's always more to learn. Bacteria isn't all bad. There's beneficial bacteria and bad bacteria often known to be in the gut, helping with digestion. So I will share a bit of my experiences. I had a uterus infection for quite a while. I was on a lot of antibiotics that didn't seem to really help, but with a natural treatment called craniobiotic technique, it cleared up and I began feeling better. But I still have the feeling I was getting UTIs or vaginal infections. It was terrifying as I didn't want to experience it all over again. I was getting frustrated with feeling like my health wasn't improving. Even though it did, and I did feel better, just on and off I felt inflamed down there. I don't know how I came across it, but I've known the importance of probiotics before, but didn't realize how important they are. I started taking probiotics and I feel better gut health and bladder and vaginal health. I haven't felt this good in a while. I started taking Garden of Life Probiotics, the woman's 50 billion, and I had read lots of good reviews on it. And it has been helpful for me. I haven't tried very many others, so I am not sure which other ones are good and effective. And everyone's different. Some people might need a different type of bacteria. I have heard it said that gut is like a second brain. It affects so many parts of the body. It helps with the immune system. A big part of our immune system is managed by our gut. It helps with acne and managing weight, either with weight gain or loss. It reduces inflammation and can prevent gut and intestine problems. And also help with digestion. And with diarrhea and constipation. Helping you be more regular. Some strains can help with the heart as well as helping with blood pressure. The gut health also affects GABA, which is a neurotransmitter, affecting anxiety and depression. Apparently, gut health can then affect moods in this way. Lyme disease affects the gut microbiome by messing with the balance. It can cause leaky gut, which is when bacteria and toxins are able to leak through the intestinal wall. Irritable bowel syndrome affects the large intestines. Small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, also known as SIBO, not to mention a lot of people suffering From Lyme disease go on a lot of antibiotics. Taking probiotics can be effective during antibiotic use to reduce symptoms and because probiotics help with the immune system it can help and be good to take them to improve health while decreasing inflammation as many people who have Lyme disease suffer from a lot of inflammatory problems. It can also help with hormones and thyroid function as the gut has been seen to help balance hormones. Hormone imbalances are very common It can help with anxiety, depression. Balancing hormones can reduce inflammation. When your health isn't good, hormones become imbalanced. The good bacteria is supposed to regulate estrogen. So when this is off, it can cause PCOS, endometriosis, vaginal problems, UTIs, painful and heavy periods, uterine fibroids, breast cancer, acne, or PMS. The good bacteria helps get rid of excess estrogen. And without that, you'll have an imbalance as estrogen can just keep circulating in your body and then you'll have too much estrogen in your body. Probiotics have been seen to increase fertility because the gut affects the hormone balance, UTIs and vagina. Taking a high quality probiotic can often be a simple and effective solution for some people. For men, it can help with overall health and fertility as well. Probiotics can raise testosterone in a study, it was found to help with testosterone levels and with sperm count. Estrogen has been seen to increase good bacteria in the vagina. The vagina should have higher levels of good bacteria. A good amount of good bacteria in the vagina causes it to become more acidic, which is good for preventing bad bacteria from entering. If you have a low estrogen, you'll often get vaginal infections or BV or yeast infections because the pH will be off, which would mean which can be called vaginal dysbiosis, which is an unhealthy microbiome. You can use a stronger probiotic or use a cream probiotic or the one that goes inside. Also, BV or other vaginal complaints can cause UTIs, so if you're having recurrent UTIs, that could be something to look into. Often, women in menopause use an estrogen cream when they are suffering from infections because of the hormones being imbalanced and how it affects and helps with infections. I believe when there is a health problem, your body is often trying to tell you something. Lactobacillus can be a very beneficial bacteria for women's health. Not only will that affect bacteria, but also your spouse will affect your bacteria. Especially with intercourse, it can affect it. Some have said to take antibiotics to prevent infections then. But just making sure you have a sufficient amount of good bacteria with a good quality probiotic and prebiotic is as a preventative is good also anything else you place inside including creams or lubricants or even soap even natural products can and should be looked into anything that says it's an antimicrobial is something you want to avoid as it can kill the good and bad bacteria even when women get exams done The products a doctor uses can cause an imbalance in the bacteria. Sadly, women experiencing infertility often get a lot of exams. Cotton pads or tampons are better than using other kinds. They spray chemicals onto other pads, which can cause rashes and just mess with the body in many ways. Cotton allows it to breathe better down there. I may talk more in depth about women's health in other episodes. Good quality probiotics have been seen to be able to fight infections. The good bacteria can manage and get rid of the bad bacteria. Probiotics do take a little longer than antibiotics, and if you need antibiotics, do take them. But you will need to add good bacteria in again because antibiotics wipe out all bacteria, even the good. Probiotics for treating infections aren't usually a quick solution like Advil or any painkiller. So if you have any infection, you should seek medical help. You don't want to mess around with an infection. I've heard it said probiotics may be helpful against UTIs, parasites, and similar infections. Probiotics aren't a short-term solution. They should be a long-term health benefit. You can use probiotic-rich foods as well, which would be a cheaper option. Also, if you don't like taking capsules, you can open up the capsule and put it in a smoothie or something like that, which might be easier for people who don't like swallowing pills. Some probiotic rich foods can be like kefir, sauerkraut, or yogurt. Prebiotics are food for the probiotics, the good bacteria, which is usually a fiber rich food. An example of one is cranberries. They've been seen to be helpful in helping prevent UTIs in some cases. They feed the good bacteria while getting rid of the bad bacteria. They have been seen to be effective against E. coli. I'm not saying you should try to treat infections with that. Having a higher amount of alcohol can affect the bacteria in a bad way. Also drinking lots of coffee because it's acidic. Sometimes in the beginning of taking probiotics, people can show worsening symptoms, which can be like a die-off symptom of the bad bacteria being killed off by the probiotics, which would be the good bacteria. Die-off symptoms are symptoms that come from when a bad bacteria is dying off. They tend to release a toxin that ends up leaving your body going through these symptoms. It can be like acne or bloating or fatigue. But I did not experience this, and I don't think my husband did either. But these can also be some symptoms of having too much bad bacteria and a sign you need probiotics. Sugar causes inflammation and suppresses the immune system that kills bacteria. It suppresses the immune system about 30 minutes after and for about 5 hours, but I've heard it said that it can even suppress it even longer than that. So often around the holidays, more people get sick, and I've speculated that that could often be a part of that. I've heard that spore-based probiotics are more effective at getting to the gut. I haven't looked into this yet. During pregnancy, probiotics are very beneficial. I think they're beneficial because they can help with the bacteria in the vagina, which there have been studies done on women who miscarried and their good bacteria was significantly lower than those that didn't. Apparently, vaginal dysbiosis has been seen to pretty much double miscarriage risks and roughly 30% of people have BV. I'm not sure if that's people who've had miscarriages or people in general. If you don't have much good bacteria, you may notice irritation down there. During the third trimester, the mother's body takes bacteria from the gut and puts it into the bloodstream, and then into the breast milk. So your baby will have probiotics. The probiotics not only benefit the mother with overall health and digestion, it benefits the baby in the womb as well. The most beneficial bacteria during pregnancy is lactobacillus. Bifidobacteria, <laughs> and I may say it wrong, but these bacterias help the immune system and aids I- digestion. Lactobacillus is the bacteria that is good for vaginal health. You want as much of them as possible. During birth, the baby is exposed to your bacteria as well, while going through the vagina. If you have more bad bacteria, baby will take those bacterias, and then they can suffer from more allergies and asthma. If you have a C-section, the baby won't be exposed to your bacteria in the vagina, but when you hold them, they will get their, your bacteria. Probiotics can reduce diarrhea symptoms after surgery while taking antibiotics. If you have lots of good bacteria, that will really benefit the baby and can prevent things like allergies, food sensitivities, eczema, asthma, and lots of other things. Your child will even be exposed to your spouse's or partner's bacteria while being held. Bacteria gets passed down. There are bacteria on our skin so touch can pass it. Hand sanitizers can often affect the good bacteria in a bad way. Breastfeeding can often pass on bacteria. If you have lots of good bacteria, it can benefit your baby. Breast milk can even create an antibiotic for your baby if they're sick. Breast milk also contains a form of prebiotics for the baby, which encourages the good bacteria. Apparently some people who've needed to take probiotic supplements have gotten tests done, and in those tests it was shown that that specific strain was in the breast milk. There are different bacteria that benefit different areas. The most beneficial ones for babies are bifidobacteria. Not to say other good bacteria aren't beneficial. Taking ones similar to while pregnant would be beneficial for both mom and baby while breastfeeding. Also decreasing the risk of colds and upper respiratory infections. Babies and children can benefit from probiotics in helping with constipation, colic, acid reflux, And boosting their immune system. Often, with our diet and lack of consumption of good bacterias, it can be extremely beneficial to add a probiotic supplement. Well, that's all I have for today. Um, I know that's a lot of information, so I don't want to give too much, but I think I'll add more information in a, a future episode. So, yeah, next time I don't know what my topic will be, but I'm thinking it'll be on the importance of grief. So yeah, see you next time.